Everybody, my name is Alex Slows, and welcome to the Slows Wrestling Show, your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. Live from Palm Harbor, Florida, coming up: WrestleMania 35 results and my take on the matches. Evolve Ybor City match card, WWE Hall of Fame ceremony incident, WrestleMania ups and downs, and more on the Slows Wrestling Show.
Welcome back to the Slows Wrestling Show, your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. Now here are the results from WrestleMania 35, in case you missed last Sunday's pay-per-view. Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Universal Championship. Seth Rollins wins off three curve stomps to end Lesnar's reign of 660 days and became the new Universal Champion. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Styles wins off a chin, chin breaker and a phenomenal forearm for the pinfall. SmackDown Tag Team Championship match The Usos versus The Bar versus Ricochet and Aleister Black versus Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura. The Usos went off a double team body splash for the pinfall. Shane McMahon versus The Miz Falls Count Anywhere match. Ended, this match ended in a back suplex 15-foot drop off a camera platform with Shane McMahon landing on The Miz for the pinfall. Women's Tag Team Championship match, The Iconics versus The Boston Hug Connection, Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Natalia and Beth Phoenix. The Iconics went off a distraction off Peyton Royce, who ran in to break up, break up the pin, while Phoenix jumped from the ropes only for Billy Kay to get a pinfall victory and win the Women's Tag Team Championships for her team. Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. Kofi wins off the Trouble in Paradise to pin Daniel Bryan and be crowned the new WWE Champion. Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio for the United States Championship. Samoa Joe wins off the Coquina Clutch to retain the United States Championship. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Roman wins off a Superman Punch and a Spear for the pinfall. Triple H versus Batista in a No Holds Barred match. Triple H wins off the use of a sledgehammer and pedigree for the pinfall. Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle. Baron Corbin wins off the end of day's finish, which was worked off Angle's missed moonsault from the top rope. Intercontinental Championship match, the Demon Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley. Finn Balor wins off a humongous powerbombing coup de grace for the pinfall, becoming the new Intercontinental Champion. Winner take all match SmackDown and Raw Women's Championships. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Pin was botched from Rousey, causing Becky to win the match and become Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion. Now time for my breakdown of the matches I watched. So the Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar match I believe was way too short due to the length of WrestleMania, and I'm glad Seth has come full circle and, be, and is now the new Universal Champion because it took him a long, long, long time to get to get to that point to win the championship, and I, it's well-deserved, and I'm happy for him. And I did like... I, however, I did like the assault before the match began by Brock Lesnar because it really showed how the match was going to go once the match started. And then once the match started, Seth Rollins somehow regained momentum and won the match. So the next match was AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. I liked this match because I I really thought Orton was going to win in the match as, as the favorite. But even though he lost, the match was still, it still had a very good style. It was still entertaining enough for people to watch. And I think Orton should be on Raw. Once the Superstars shakeup happens, he should go to Raw because 
I would like Randy Orton to challenge Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship somewhere down the road. The next match was the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championship match. And this match was very, very entertaining to watch because of Ricochet and Aleister Black, who I picked to win as the favorites. And the Usos dominated the SmackDown Live Tag Team division throughout the year, through almost two years, to be exact, because even though they were losing the titles on and off, they were still bringing a lot of uh, entertaining stuff to SmackDown Live. They were still pulling out all the stops, showing people what they are made of and what they can do in the ring. And that's why the Usos are so talented. And Aleister Black, even though Aleister Black and Ricochet didn't win, they still put on like a, a good show as well. They were delivering s s amazing moves. Like the one move that Ricochet did, he ran up on the apron and did a backflip off the turnbuckle down to the floor on somebody. That was crazy. It's amazing what these guys can do. The NXT superstars, since they're younger, they can fly around the ring. And that's what I like to see. I like to see more of that. More of that kind of action going, going around. The next match was the Falls Count Anywhere match between The Miz and Shane McMahon. And this match was amazing. The 15-foot back suplex off that camera platform. Oh, my God. That was, like, the most insane part of that match. And they really took it to the limit. They literally went outside the ring, did whatever they could to put on a good show. Shane was selling everything that The Miz threw at him. And that was, that was amazing to see the kind of performance they were putting on. And I really like Shane as a heel more than a face because it, it really shows how dangerous he can be, how dangerous his character can become. But even though Shane McMahon won the match, the match was still overall entertaining. And I, I how, how did they not get hurt from that fall? That was crazy. I, I was... I was shocked when that happened. That was a pretty insane moment of WrestleMania. It's 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 incredible how Shane McMahon can still jump off things when he's like, I don't know, I don't know how old he is now, but it's it's just the thought of it is like crazy. The next match was Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. I gotta say, I am really happy for Kofi after his victory off Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. And I think he's going to do great things as a WWE Champion. And it took Kofi 11 long years to get to this point, to, to become WWE Champion. And I think the next person that should challenge him has to be someone that comes over from Raw during the Superstar Shakeup or somebody that's going to stay on SmackDown. So it's going to be amazing to see what Kofi brings to the table next. So the next match was Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio for the United States Championship. Although Samoa Joe won, Rey Mysterio was injured before WrestleMania, so it's understandable to see why the match was so quick. But hopefully Samoa Joe gets a longer match next time around because I'd really like to see him uh, go against somebody who's just as dangerous as him on SmackDown Live or Raw, depending on the su Superstar shakeup. 
The next match was Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. And this match really had a strong significance in the end of the Shield because Drew McIntyre said that he was responsible for taking out Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns, and then he was going to try and go for Seth Rollins, but failed on that. And I believe that if if Drew McIntyre was successful in defeating all three members of the Shield, there would have never been a uh, a, a uh, final goodbye for the Shield that happened the next night on Monday Night Raw. So it really it really had some great significance during this match, and I'm happy that Roman Reigns won, but I think the match should have been much longer. It should have been uh, much more entertaining for the fans. Don't get me wrong. It had some slight entertainment, but it should have been better. So the next match was Triple H versus Batista in a no-holds-bar match, which was the most brutal and like physical match I've ever seen in WWE in years. And I'm glad Batista was able to have one last match with Triple H because they really went full out. They literally beat the living hell out of each other. And that's it was so entertaining to see what these guys could actually do to each other inside a WWE ring. And they really went to war. And it was crazy. I enjoyed it. My friend enjoyed it who came over to watch WrestleMania with me that night. And it was, it was great. I really enjoyed it. And I'm, I'm glad Triple H won because that means we can have more future uh, Triple H matches somewhere down the road. So the next match was Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. And I believe Kurt Angle should have faced John Cena in his last match at WrestleMania 35. Because I figured it would have been a better choice to face John Cena. But Baron Corbin was still entertaining nonetheless. But I just figured if it was Kurt Angle versus John Cena, it would have been more exciting for the fans because John Cena started his career in WWE against Kurt Angle. So it would have been a better situation for everybody, and it would have been a better way for Kurt Angle to end his career in WWE. The next match was Demon Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley. For the Intercontinental Championship. And this match was amazing. Uh, I really liked seeing the, the Demon gimmick return. And I believe the Demon gimmick should be used more. Because although I like Balor Club as well. I think Finn should defend his title. Against somebody on his level. Like Sami Zayn. As a Demon Finn Balor down the road. Because... The more he uses that gimmick, it's just, it's going to draw more energy and significance and more uh, raw, like really good matches to WWE. Now here are the ups and downs of WrestleMania 35. Down stadium lights blinding fans. So I saw a post from Noel Foley, who's Mick Foley's uh, daughter, because she goes to every WrestleMania. And I saw that she posted a picture of stadium lights that were so bright that they were blinding fans in the upper deck. And I think that needs to be fixed next time around for WrestleMania. Up was John Cena's return 
with the basic thugonomics gimmick, I really, really liked that. That made me mark out because I was not expecting him to come back as that. And it, it got a good reaction. Uh, he really roasted uh, he really roasted Elias out of his socks. It was just an amazing, incredible moment for WrestleMania 35. Up, Hawk Hogan makes his appearance with Alexa Bliss. I really liked that Hawk Hogan was able to come to a WrestleMania show and make an appearance. That was amazing for him to do that, to come out and get the fans up on their feet and hyped for WrestleMania. So that was good for me. And I really enjoyed that moment. Down short matches. Some of the matches were way too short because I guess they were trying to get through the, the WrestleMania times time limit faster so that they could get to the main event. I guess that's the reason for that. And then down, no celebrity guest appearances. I was expecting some celebrity guests to show up to WrestleMania 35, but we didn't get that. We really didn't see much of that this year, but hopefully next year we will. Now here is Evolve WWN's next show, which I am going to tonight, and I'm really excited about it because this is my first Evolve show ever, and it's in Ybor City tonight. Already announced Evolve Championship match, Austin Theory versus Raw Mendoza, WWN Championship match, J.D. Drake versus Shane Strickland, Falls County Anywhere match, Angelo, Angelo Dawkins of the Street Profits from NXT, Versus Evolve Tag Team Champion Eddie Kingston of the Unwanted. Only in the Evolve match number one, Shane Thorne versus Kurt Stallion. Only involved match number two, Lacey Lane versus Brandy Lauren and Teacher versus Student AR Fox versus Adrian Alanis. I will take a break, but when we come back, I will talk about the WWE Hall of Fame incident, Big E injury upcoming pay-per-views, and more on the Slows Wrestling Show.
very Welcome back to the Slows Wrestling Show, your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. So at this year's WWE Hall of Fame ceremony, during Bret Hart's speech for the Hart Foundation, a fan deliberately attacked Hart from behind. I think WWE needs to step up their security for this reason, and I think Vince McMahon should not ban fans from this event because this allows fans to express their enjoyment and uh, thankfulness to the superstars who go into the WWE Hall of Fame. And I, I'm glad Vince is... I understand why Vince wants to, to uh, ban fans from this event. I understand why he's mad. Because security didn't do their job at that WWE Hall of Fame ceremony. And there was no security around the ring. Because I saw a video shot of somebody filming uh, the attack on Bret Hart. And I did not see security anywhere. And I'm glad that uh, Scott Dawson and Ronda Rousey's husband were in there to protect Bret Hart. And when that fan attacked him from behind, you can see uh, you can see Ronda Rousey's husband throw this guy down, pin him to the mat, and then you can see Scott Dawson just kicking the hell out of this guy. And he really deserved a beating for that. He really did. And I'm glad that they were there to protect him because that would have been a nightmare if they weren't. But other, other than that incident, the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony was amazing. Everybody's speeches were amazing, and I really enjoyed it. Now, according to WWE, Big E of the New Day has suffered a torn meniscus and is not medically cleared to compete. This is tearing of the knee inside the leg. Not sure when Big E will be back, but stay tuned for more information here on the Slows Wrestling Show. Now here's a list of the upcoming pay-per-view events for WWE. May 19th, Money in the Bank at XL Center in Hartford, Connecticut. July 14th, Extreme Rules at the Wells Fargo, Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And then finally, August 11th, SummerSlam at Scott Bank Arena in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Now, according to IBT, AEW has offered Dean Ambrose $6 million per year with an easier schedule. So I think Dean Ambrose might accept this deal. It would be crazy if he doesn't. And this is an offer on a table that's very huge. And I believe Ambrose would be able to portray a different side of his character there that we haven't seen in WWE. And this is a con this contract has more, more money option bigger than Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns contracts from what I've heard from multiple sources. And it's going to be incredible and shocking if Ambrose accepts this deal. Now let's talk about the superstar shakeup and predictions according to Bleacher Report. The Usos to Monday Night Raw. So I think the Usos possibly joining the Raw Tag Team division would be amazing. And I think they should be in line to face Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder for the Raw Tag Team Championships somewhere down the road. Drew McIntyre to SmackDown. So having Drew on SmackDown would bring back a lot of memories for people who watched WWE in 2010-2011. And, 
And I believe Drew would challenge Kofi if he doesn't go to back if he doesn't stay on Monday Night Raw. Number three, AJ Styles to Raw. So having Styles on Raw would open up huge match opportunities that fans have not seen yet. And I believe AJ Styles versus Rollins should happen or possibly intercontinental championship matches against Demon Finn Balor. The revival to SmackDown. So I think the revival should go to SmackDown. And if they do, they should be in a tournament for the SmackDown Live Tag Team titles if they go there. Number five, Shinsuke Nakamura to Raw. So Nakamura needs a better chance on Raw more than anything else in his career because WWE needs to fix him and push him to be better and become better in, in the ring. Number six, Bobby Lashley to SmackDown. So Lashley would dominate as a single competitor on SmackDown more than Raw, and the person he could face would be Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship if that becomes an option or somewhere close to that. Number seven, Ricochet to SmackDown and Aleister Black to Raw. So I don't think WWE should split these, this team because they work extremely well together. And if they do, Ricochet should have a WWE Championship opportunity while Black challenges Seth on Raw as a scenario for both superstars. I will take a break, but when we come back, the Raw, SmackDown Live, and NXT recap, all on the Slows Wrestling Show. To take control over your body and over your soul, we're gonna take back everything and lose it all, lose it all, lose it all.
Welcome back to the Slows Wrestling Show, your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. Now here are the Raw, NXT, and SmackDown Live recap for this week. A celebration and epic challenge. Seth Rollins opens Raw with the Universal Championship on his shoulder with the crowd's chant of you deserve it and saying no, we deserve it. He executed his dirty actions of hitting Brock Lesnar low the night before by saying Lesnar would have done the same to him. He also proclaimed his wish to be a fighting champion and something that everybody could be proud of in the WWE Universe. Out came the New Day after an announcing the Superstar Shakeup wouldn't start until next week. New WWE Champion Kofi Kingston challenged Rollins to a winner-take-all match later tonight. No Shield, no New Day, just you and me one-on-one -on -one for title-to-title. -title. Rollins accepted, and the crowd exploded. The first match of the night was Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder versus The Revival. And this match was okay. There was a lot that could, could have still been done in that match. But I liked how it finished. Kurt Hawkins rolled up... Um, he rolled up one of the uh, Scott Dawson for the pin, and that that was amazing. And now they're still they're still Raw Tag Team Champions. Former NXT star Lars Sullivan makes a smashing debut after Baron Corbin entered the ring of booze and curse words from fans about retiring Kurt Angle. Out came the former Olympic gold medalist to wish Baron Corbin good luck. As she would say, bad luck, and delivered the angle slam on Corbin and then applying the ankle lock. After Corbin escaped, Lars Sullivan's music hit and the hulking freak stared down angle before hitting him with a one-arm slam and landing a flying headbutt halfway across the ring for the top rope. And I really enjoyed this uh, debut of, of Lars Sullivan, and I hope there's a lot they can do with Lars Sullivan on Monday Night Raw. And hopefully they don't mess up his character because, please, I would really like to see Lars Sullivan go far after being away from WWE for months. Lacey Evans gets Becky Lynch's attention, and that, that ends up in a brawl. Ricochet and Aleister Black defeat Bobby Roode and Chad Gable via pinfall. Tremendous pace and work rate was shown in this match, primarily between Ricochet and Gable. Ricochet hitting an insane moonsault off the second turnbuckle outside the ring after running up the ring post from the floor. A series of dramatic near falls late kept the intensity building, including Blackbeard diving in to barely break up a pin after Ricochet was hit with a neckbreaker moonsault combo. Ricochet came back to hit a codebreaker on Gable to get the pin. Bobby Lashley lays out Dean Ambrose in final WWE appearance. Ambrose didn't quite leave the territory on his back, which often customary in the pro wrestling business. He did go through a table and finish on his stomach. However, during his last Raw match, which never officially got started, Lashley grabbed a mic before the match and told Ambrose he would take care of his wife, Renee Young, after he leaves WWE. Ambrose instantly attacked a spark of brawl that continued onto the stage. Lashley bounced back from a DDT to hit a spear before slamming Ambrose through the announce table. The crowd changed, thank, chanted, thank you, Ambrose, as Young and a pair of referees attended to him. Intercontinental Championship match, Finn Balor defeats Sami Zayn via pinfall to retain the title. And then The Undertaker returns. 
This segment with The Undertaker was amazing after John Cena cut a promo for Sunday Night's Attack on Elias. And then The Undertaker came out and attacked Elias. And that was a really cool moment of for Monday Night Raw, the Raw after WrestleMania. Then we had the winner-take-all match, Kofi Kingston defeats Seth Rollins via disqualification. What began as a winner-take-all match with good chemistry ended with a typical Raw, who were completely disconnected to the storyline of either wrestler winning the other's respective title on Sunday, ran in to attack Kingston, WWE champion, and forced the end of the match. After a brief brawl ensued, Rollins, Universal Champion, challenged Sheamus and Cesaro to a tag team match and pre predictably enlisted Kingston as his teammate. Seth Rollins and Kofi Kingston defeat the bar via pinfall, and that is the Raw recap for this week. Now here is the SmackDown Live recap for this week. Kofi Kingston's celebration closes out Mania season. The New Day defeat the bar and Drew McIntyre via pinfall. Lacey Evans targets Becky Lynch again. What else happened on SmackDown? Mustafa Ali, Ricochet, and Aleister Black defeat Andre Sinomas, Rusev, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Braun Strowman brawls of Samoa Joe. Women's Tag Team Championship, the Iconics, defeats the Brooklyn Bells local en enhancement talent via pinfall to retain the titles. Shane McMahon humiliates Greg Hamilton. SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, the Hardy Boys defeat the Usa via pinfall to win the titles and become eight-time Tag Team Champions. Lars Sullivan attacks again. And that is the end of the SmackDown Live recap for this week. Now here's the NXT recap for this week. Just days after her husband captured the NXT Championship, Candice Lee Ray wrestled a rare match against Aaliyah, who was accompanied to the Squared Circle by Vanessa Bourne. Aaliyah, the lesser experience of the competitors, capitalized on a momentary distraction by her partner to gain control of the match. After an, an insulting slap proved all the fuel Lee Ray needed to fire off a comeback, deliver a second rope moonsault, and, to score, and score the pinfall victory. Danny Birch versus Jackson Riker. The double-tough Danny Birch second-handed second by partner Oni Larkin battled Jackson Riker, accompanied by Steve Cup and Wesley Blake, in singles action Wednesday. Birch started off a red-hot throwing strikes at Riker before heading to the second row. An alert Riker pulled him to the mat and commerced him a beatdown. A missile drop kick from Birch sparked a comeback while Lorkin helps keep Blake and Cutler at bay on the floor. Riker survived a late roll-up attempt but fell prey to a widow. As Riker picked up his most competitive singles victory to date. The Street Profits versus Marcel Barthel and Fabian Aikner. Two of the top young teams in NXT squared off in the main event, each looking to enter tag team title contention as the Street Profits battled Marcel Barthel and Fabian Aikner. The heels isolated Montez Ford, cutting the ring off and working him over as Angelo Dawkins watched from a distance. Rapid tags and expert teamwork fueled their continued control of the bout. Ford finally tagged Dawkins in, and the big man unloaded with a series of strikes and suplexes. Aigner and Barthel regained control of the bout, working over Ford, who had re-entered the match. Dawkins exploded back into the ring, and ultimately, the Street Profits scored the win with a blockbuster, blockbuster electric chair combination. 
So that is the NXT recap for this week. And that is going to do it for the Slows Wrestling Show this week, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, at ShowSlows, for more updates. And thank you to everybody who continues to support the Slows Wrestling Show and listen to the recordings every week. From Palm Harbor, Florida, I'm Alex Slows saying goodbye for now. Have a good evening, everybody.